when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is sponsored by KFC. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 113 to 97 win over the Orlando Magic. It feels like the Raptors play the Magic like every other week. Um, I'm kind of tired of seeing this team, quite frankly. They uh, they try really hard. They play really hard, and that's cool, but they just can't be the Raptors. Like They don't have the quality to beat the Raptors, even shorthanded. Last game, the Raptors played the Magic. Kyle Lowry was a big part of that. He had over 20. He had some of the uh, closing sequences that uh, him and Pascal combined together in the pick and roll really helped close out the Magic. The Raptors didn't even have to close out the Magic tonight because, well, one, it's unfortunate. You know, they had Aaron Gordon go down with an ankle injury, and I think Nick Vucevic also went down with an ankle injury. So those are two big losses in terms of their offense. Those are two of their leading scorers. But at the same time, man, like the Raptors just, I don't know, they kind of outplayed them from start to finish. Like, uh, this is not the same as the, you know, Hornets game because they didn't win by 36 points. They won by 16. But at the same time, like, it was kind of the same formula. The Raptors just... When they wanted to assert themselves, when they wanted to, um, you know, take control of the game, they did. And that's that, that control of the game happened, you know, after the first quarter. The first quarter was really spirited. Um, the Magic were moving the ball really well on offense. Uh, guys were knocking down shots. Um, Jonathan Isaac was playing pretty good on both ends of the floor. And it was 32-32 at the end of the first quarter. But then the Raptors went on to win the second quarter, 29-19. to A large part of that was because their bench came in. And just made so many immediate hustle plays that um, it was just really fun to watch, honestly. Like, as a fan, um, you know, when you see guys like Chris Boucher come into the game and block a shot on one end, then sprint to the other end of the floor, and then pick up a loose ball and and, and, and throw down the putback jam, that's amazing. Like, it, it just it's really invigorating to see. When you see a guy like Terrence Davis um, come off the bench, and he, he came off the bench like, like two, three minutes left in the first quarter there. And in those first two minutes of play, he had already knocked down two threes and was joining on the spot for a putback uh, where, you know, the rebound just having to fall right to him in the middle of the floor. And he immediately went back up with it and scored on the sh- short little push shot. So he gets eight points in those two minutes. It's really exciting. Rondé's in the, on, in the game, you know, defending, hustling. There's one play where um, TJ Augustine, uh, snuck up behind Rondé as he was trying to lead the break and stole the ball. And the Raptors sort of recover on that possession. And then guess what? Rondé ends up stealing the ball right back from DJ Augustine and takes it in for a dunk. And then he sort of pats himself on the chest and to Nick Nurse and says, my bad. Well, I was like, yeah, it, it was your bad. But also, you know, you made up for it. You, you, you stole the ball right back and you dunked it. So, uh, you know, that second quarter there, a lot of energy from the bench really helped the Raptors get going. And... um 
And yeah, it was kind of more of the same, really, uh, in the fourth quarter. The, see, the third quarter, like, offensively, it just wasn't really clicking. Like, so the Magic lost Gordon and lost Vucevic from the starting lineup. But I actually thought it kind of improved their defense as a whole. Uh, Ken Burge came into the game and he gave them a great shift. Shout out Ken Burge, by the way. Salute Ken Burge for deciding to play for Team Canada this summer. He's always going to have a... Uh, Respect in my book, uh, based on that decision, because you know him and Corey Joseph were the only two NBA guys that actually decided to sacrifice this summer. And I thought Ken played pretty well, um, and obviously had a lot of great uh, experiences with uh, Nick Nurse in terms of just expanding his game and stuff. So it was nice to see Ken Birch uh, come off the bench. I mean, he's been basically stuck as the third center, mostly due to politics, because they took Mo Bamba second overall and they paid Vucevic a hundred million dollars. So you're not going to play Ken Birch, but Ken Birch honestly uh, is one of the best. Backup centers in the NBA in terms of just solid two-way production, hustles really hard, defends really well, and is a pretty reliable finish around the basket. So I was like, it was nice to see Ken Birch sort of come in um, in that third quarter. Obviously, un- unfortunate circumstances with Vucevic going down, but um, you know, Birch comes in, solidifies their defense, uh, and even you know a guy like uh, Al Farouk Aminu comes in, and he's not better defensively than Aaron Gordon, but he was able to at least hold the fort. And um, yeah, the Magic played pretty good defense, and I gotta say, like. You know, uh, the foul calls were just definitely not friendly for the Raptors. I would say they're definitely more friendly to the way the Magic want to play defense uh, in the sense that if you call the Magic for nothing, <laughs> like I think the third quarter there, Nick was snapping on the referees, um, but it was like a 9-2 to two foul disparity in terms of nine fouls calling the Raptors who were, uh, you know, had already been in the bonus basically from like the eight-minute mark onward. Meanwhile, the Magic... Um, you know, only got called for two fouls. It, w- it was a weird quarter in the sense that there was a lot of physical play going both ends. You know, both teams playing pretty good defense in that stretch, but uh, only one team um, was sort of getting away with it. But, you know, whatever, man. It, it, the funny thing is the Raptors ended up winning that quarter as well, 18-17. Uh, to 17. But nevertheless, you got to give credit to the Magic starters. Um, they played really good defense um, within the parameters that the, the referees laid out. And, um, you know, they honestly could have given themselves a chance to come back in the game if the Raptors' defense wasn't so damn good. Like, the Magic, the reason they couldn't come back in that game, in that third quarter when they when they played some lockdown defense, was the Raptors held them to 5 of 20 shooting from the field, you know, in that quarter alone. And as a whole, the Raptors defensively held the Magic to 38% shooting. The Raptors, when they had the Magic uh, in Toronto, uh, about two weeks back, three weeks back, the Raptors also held them under 40% shooting. The Raptors lead the NBA in opponent field goal percentage. They allow the lowest opponent field goal percentage in the NBA. And um, uh, more games like this just only improve that that number because the Raptors' defensive were excellent. Uh, they're forcing a couple of turnovers. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, the Magic are already shorthanded. So when you're going to guys like Wes Awundu for your offense – and Mobamba, like, it's just not going to go well for you. Meanwhile, the Raptors, Chris Boucher hustling like crazy. He's getting uh, offense rebound after offense rebound. You know, the long arms uh, just sort of keeping plays alive, getting his hands on loose balls and, and finishing around the basket. Uh, Terrence Davis being involved all night. He had an excellent game, the rookie point guard. Uh, Rondé obviously getting the mix as well, had some nice passes. You know, Pascal struggled early on with his shot. It wasn't the most efficient game for him, 7 of 18 from the field. But, uh, you know, later in the game, Pascal started playing smarter in terms of his offense, didn't try to force it as much against a bad, uh, against a bad lineup, against a bad matchup, sorry, uh, in, um, in Jonathan Isaac, who was legitimately 
like physically the way he's developed, I mean, he is now like a seven footer that's really mobile and has like a crazy wingspan. Like he, you know, that's why you got taken so high overall a couple years back, um, you know, coming out of Florida state, but like, yeah, he is really developed into like a freakish type of a defender. And honestly, one of the best defenders in the NBA. And so when Pascal tries to go against him, just one-on-one, it's not going to go well. Um, but you know, I thought Pascal figured it out in the fourth quarter there. Um, kind of similar to when the Raptors put the magic again, three weeks back where, you know, Pascal was kind of getting bottled one-on-one against Isaac, but guess what? You put Jonathan Isaac in the pick and roll, just like how Kyle Lowry put Isaac in the pick and roll along with Pascal um, to sort of close out the magic in the first time. Same deal, except this time it was Terrence Davis working the pick and roll with Pascal, and Pascal was able to get to the mid-range for the little floaters, get fouled, get shots off, and find space basically to shoot the shot because what Gordon or what Isaac does really well is that he, he's able to press up on Pascal without allowing him to blow by because he is just as quick, but he's also longer, so Pascal can't usually use the length to get over the guy. And so Pascal was, you know, spent most of the game kind of chucking jumpers and stuff like that. You know, it worked a little bit. Like, again... The nice thing with Pascal's game is that he's so versatile that you can't just play him one way and shut him down. Um, you know, Pascal early in the game, as a pick-and-roll ball handler, using Mark as the screener, moving around that, you know, shedding Isaac and then popping the mid-range shot, hitting the threes, that was nice to see. But then later in the game, more as a pick-and-roll, uh, traditional pick-and-roll role man, able to finish in those situations as well. So you, you like to see that adaptability from Pascal. And, yeah, the Raptors just closed out this game. Like, it wasn't... I don't know, man. They didn't broke a sweat, really. Uh, it was a feel-good game. You know, um, you got guys like O'Shea Brissett getting called up after uh, he dunked all over a taco fall, seven foot five, seven foot six taco fall in the uh, 905 versus uh, uh, main Red Claws G League game. And then he comes in today. He gets his first uh, basket uh, in the professional ranks. Uh, he hits a three after... A great play, actually. Terrence Davis comes comes down, comes out the high pick and roll, uh, see, reads the defense, and whips a cross court pass to the corner to uh, Brissett, who switches the three. And Brissett was thrilled about it. You know, he took the game ball home and stuff. And it was a really unselfish play by Terrence Davis too, because the man was on 19 points. He could have tried to go up himself and get to his first 20 point game of the uh, of the his rookie campaign. But obviously, you know, that's coming for him. That's coming for him, and. and um, as Magic Johnson says, you know, if you score, you're happy. But if I assist, then two people are happy, you know. So, um, yeah, shout out Terrence Davis. That unselfish. That, that playmaking is actually, like, very, very interesting for Terrence, who um, I think he's the focus of this game. The rookie coming off the bench, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists in 27 minutes. Very, very efficient. 7 of 10 shooting from the field. 3 of 5 from deep. Also hit a pair of free throws. Um, plus 22 in those 27 minutes. And it was just, you know. Very, very impressive. Very, very, very impressive. First off, like, yo, how are there 30... (laughs) There are 29 other GMs in the NBA with huge scouting departments of, like, dozens of people each. And they're going all over the world. They're looking at every game. And Terrence Davis goes undrafted? What? What? We're talking about a six... What, 6'4", 6'5", point guard with elite athleticism, can shoot the ball, can assist, can finish at the basket, can play a bit of defense, can definitely rebound for you. Okay, so he played three years at Ole Miss, whatever. But, like, undrafted? Undrafted, you know? And, you know, it's even funny that Denver had him on their summer league squad, and still, still they let him walk. Um, 
but the Raptors, hey man, listen, the development staff here, the scouting staff in Toronto is just top notch. We know about this. Obviously, the Raptors, we already have Pascal, we already have Fred Van Vliet, we already have a, even Norman Powell, like OG and Obi. These guys are low draft picks. You know, Norm's second round pick, you know, OG's a late first round pick coming off an injury. You know, Pascal 27th, Fred undrafted. Like, you look at the way they're playing right now, man. I mean, it just like, it just makes me. It makes me sad for teams that tank, honestly. It makes me sad that teams tank because you got, you know, <laughs> like the the Sixers, for example, they tanked. They got Markel Fultz number one overall. Now, granted, they they made a trade and they actually traded Jason Tatum for Markel Fultz and also an additional pick, which is hilarious. Um, but nevertheless, they get, you know, Markel Fultz with a number one pick. Well, guess who played better between number one pick Markel Fultz and undrafted point guard Terrence Davis? You know what I mean? Like, Fultz had a nice game. I was happy for him. I've been happy for him all season. Um, you know, I look at this almost as his rookie year because he sort of put all those things behind him. But, like, in realistically, Fultz is, what, 20 years old. Terrence Davis is 22 years old. You know, they both had, you know, a couple, you know, years, you know, just to develop. And Fultz gives you 12 points, four assists, two steals. Had a couple of nice plays. He, you know, he tried to rise up and end Marcus Gasol's life on a dunk, but he missed. Um but, you know, he's athletic. He's making some plays. I'm happy for him. Plays pretty okay defense as well. But then you got Terrence Davis on the end with 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. And, again, that's a number one pick versus an undrafted rookie. And the undrafted rookie wins. And then you look at a guy like Mo Bama, who the Magic, you know, the Magic were trash for so many years. They tanked under uh, a previous GM, um, you know, Rob Hennigan. And now they have uh, Jeff Weltman. And Weltman's first pick. You know, fifth overall, you know, who does he take, baby? Mo Bamba, who had a, you know, a, a banger by Sheck West. But what are we talking about as a basketball player right now? Uh, Mo Bamba, three points, three rebounds, two assists, 16 points, seven foot tall, really seven foot for nothing. And meanwhile, again, you got undrafted. Chris Boucher on the other end, 14 points, 11 rebounds and assists, a block, plus 22 in 20 minutes. 5 of 10 from the field, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 6 offensive rebounds. Again, anyone could have had Chris Boucher. The man went undrafted. The man went to the G League, was with the Warriors G League team. The Raptors signed him to a two-way contract. He plays on the Raptors G League team. He's G League MVP and defensive player of the G League. In the same season, he finally earns his way and gets some minutes because Serge Ibaka has been out with an injury. Although Nick Nurse said today, before the game, that... uh you know, Serge might actually be back sooner than expected, which is great news. Obviously, Serge will be a big boost to the team. But nevertheless, we're talking about an undrafted player. Anybody could have had him. Earned his way up to the G League versus a number five pick. And you got Boucher with 14-11. And you got Bamba with pocket threes. Like, you know, you tank, you tank, you tank. You get guys like Aaron Gordon. I don't know, man. I mean, is Aaron Gordon that much better than OG Ananobi? I don't know. I really don't know. I can't say definitively that he is. Aaron Gordon, by the way, fourth pick overall. OG Anobi, 23rd pick. Jonathan Isaac, cool. He's nice. I like him. He's clearly going to become a really nice um, two-way player, maybe even scratch the surface of an all-star. But, I mean, Isaac, what, fourth pick or fifth pick? And then Pascal Siakam, 27th pick. Who would, who's the better player? Pascal's the better player. You know, Isaac's nice, but Pascal's nicer. You know what I mean? And you just look up and down this roster like, man. Tanking ain't shit, man. Tanking ain't shit. You know what's great? Player development is great. You know, you get Pascal, OG, Norm, Fred. Those four of your starting lineup. And those guys all played great. All played great. And, um, 
yeah, the development for the Raptors is nice to see. But going back to Terrence Davis, I thought he was great. Like I already mentioned, you know, his first two minutes of the game, he hits two threes and he had to lay up, uh, you know, to give the Raptors a quick shot in the arm to sort of make up the gap because Orlando was pretty hot offensively to start the game. Raptors also weren't playing that great defensively. Uh, or not playing not playing that hard defensively, really. Obviously, the Raptors turning on the Magic, you know, they just couldn't score. But I, I like Terrence's approach towards the rest of the game. He was aggressive. He was involved. He played on or off the ball. Um, you know, and this is a stretch for, for Terrence where it's been really impressive. Like, you know, you, you going back to that Laker game where he was a prominent member of the Raptors' uh, fourth quarter lineups where he scored, what, like eight points in that uh, fourth quarter stretch had a couple of key assists there. He has thirteen five and three in that Laker game. That's a win. That's a huge win on the road against Portland. He has fifteen points, six rebounds in thirty one minutes off the bench. That's a great effort against Charlotte. He has sixteen points, seven rebounds or uh, seven assists uh, in twenty minutes on five of seven shooting from the field, four or five from deep. Of course, he caught fire in that fourth quarter there, and then they really helped the Raptors pull away. Um, and then tonight. Same deal, man. 19 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Again, this man went undrafted. It's undrafted. Really, the only issue I'm seeing with Terrence's game right now is the fouls. So some games he gets really, really shorted for foul calls. And uh, it limits, obviously, his ability to stay on the floor. But, you know, he has burst in his game. He has the shooting down. I mean, like, first off, Terrence Davis is shooting 50% from deep on the season. Now, I don't know if that holds up, but that was one of the biggest knocks on his game coming into the draft was like, you know, oh, he only had one good year of shooting at Ole Miss. was like, all right, well, now he's having one good year shooting with the Raptors. How about that? How about that? So, uh, Terrence is great. I mean, the the assist is also very nice. Again, that that pass to O'Shea Brissett, not only was it unselfish to sort of uh, get the assist instead of trying to get to 20 points, but I like the vision on that play. If you watch it, like Terrence gets in the middle of the lane, uh, he draws the defender, makes a very quick read, and then instantly swings the ball into the corner, and uh, it's a it's a it's a bang bang pass, and um, you know O'Shea converts it. Uh, it's it's just you know Terrence can do things. You can get by his man. He can work the pick and roll with guys like Pascal, and he's not afraid. He comes in, he shoots the ball. He's not afraid. That's one thing you want to see out of a rookie is no fear, challenge and, and rise to the challenge. Take the shots that are there. You know Terrence Davis, he's making the most of his opportunity. Um. Who else has been nice? I, I like Fred, obviously, tonight, too. Uh, the, the point guard duo. When you get, what, 43 points and 12 assists out of your backcourt uh, in terms of the starting the starting point guard position and the backup point guard position, that's that's quite nice. That's quite nice to see. Fred tonight, 24 points, 7 assists, 2 steals uh, in 35 minutes, 10 of 19 shooting from the field. I love the way he played defense tonight as a help defender. He was super, super disruptive. Uh, did a pretty good job on Fultz and also on DJ Augustine. Augustine tonight, by the way, one of nine from the field. Bro, that's tough, man. It's tough. Remember when DJ Augustine was having 25 points and uh, guys like Damon Jones were, were, were preening about how the Magic were going to upset the uh, eventual NBA champions in the Toronto Raptors. Good times, man. Good times. DJ Augustine saying, I, I knew Mark couldn't guard me. Like, well, you know. Then Mark spiked your shot later in the series. How about that? And and swept you guys, basically. But, yeah, DJ Augustine, man. Former Raptor, one for nine. Looking like the way he played, uh, quite frankly, as a Raptor. And that's why he got cut. Uh, But, yeah, man, Fred played great. He played really good. And Fred, man, we just got to put a lot of respect on Fred VanVleet's name. The Raptors are now 32-9 and with Fred VanVleet as a start. Actually, no, sorry, hold on. They're 33-9, and actually, with Fred VanVleet. Uh, as their starting point guard, dating back or starting in, in the starting five, dating back to the start of last season. Again, 
They're 33-9 and nine with Fred Van Vliet as a starter, dating back to the start of last season. And remember, you know, a lot of the times when Fred was starting last year, it wasn't because, you know, you know, he was starting uh, just, just, just to start. He was starting because, you know, Kawhi was load managing, and he missed, like, what, 20-odd games or so, 22 games. And a lot of those games, you know, it was Fred who picked up the start, and he was been great. And look, man, now, even without Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet is doing the damn thing, man. 24 points again. Uh, and this is against a really good defense of Magic, you know. You know, all jokes aside, like, they're, they're pretty stingy defense. Uh, you know, they're very solid. They don't foul. And uh, they're really solid in the interior. And Fred, he just kept getting inside. I mean, the Raptors as a whole, by the way, 68 points uh, in terms of points in the paint. That's very impressive. And a lot of that was Fred just getting to the basket, forcing his way inside, showing the determination. There was one play that really stood out to me in the first quarter where Fred gets uh, Nick Vucevic on an ISO, on a switch, uh, on the baseline. He you know tries to cross him up. You know, uh, Nick steps up and denies the, 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 the jumper. And then Fred drives past. There's a bit of contact, but you know, no whistle call. Uh, no whistle comes and uh, Vucevic blocks the shot. Fred's not happy about it. Next play down, Fred gets Vuce again, <laughs> going downhill one on one in the middle of the floor. And this time, Fred was able to slide just enough in front of Vucevic. Put the shoulder into the body, absorb the contact, shield um, against the shot blocker, and finish with the right hand around the contest. I just, I love that mentality about Fred, man. He's just fearless. And again, it, really, the finishing in the paint is really the only weakness left in this game. Like the distribution and stuff like that, that's really come along. He's not as good of a playmaker as Kyle Lowry, but like, we can't basically expect him to be Kyle Lowry every single time and be as good as Kyle Lowry. That's why Kyle Lowry, there's a reason why Kyle Lowry makes like $30 million and like, you know, He's one of the highest paid players in the NBA. Like, yeah, he, he's really damn good. Uh, but Fred is really starting to approach that level. Like, you know what I mean? In terms of sense of like, yo, he's doing a lot of great things every single night. He's stepping up with Kyle um, injured. And I, while I wouldn't uh, go as far as some other people to suggest that, hey, maybe this is a reason to trade Kyle because I kind of like the fact that, hey, this is a, you have Kyle and Fred and they're both excellent. I don't see why you got to trade one of them. Um, but yeah, man, Fred has is... It's eye-opening these performances that he's giving, uh, that he's putting up night after night. Um, we saw him dominate Dame. We saw him uh, lead the team against Charlotte, and we saw him today. He's Fred has had a lot of great games. So shout out to Fred. Uh, big shout out to Norman Powell as well, man. Um, you know, Nick Nurse wanted consistency. You know, he talked about how you know, Norm will give you twenty-six points one night and zero points the next. Well, guess what, man? Norm has had fourteen or more points in six of the last seven games tonight. He had fifteen points, seven eleven shooting. Very, very efficient. I like the fact that he was actually 6 of 7 on two-point shots because he was 1 of 4 from deep. So he was 6 of 7 from two-point land. And um, Norm was just very decisive. You know, anytime he caught the ball, it was like an instant, like, I'm going to attack or I'm going to shoot, but I'm going to make a play instantly. And I like that about him. Look, realistically, Norm's not giving you too much else in terms of rebounding or assists. You know, he's a decent defender, but he's not like a shutdown guy. Team defense, he doesn't really do that much. So he's really got to score. And so that's where the inconsistency is frustrating because when he's not scoring, then he's not giving you much of anything because of his role. But, you know, today and pretty much over the last two weeks, Norm has really found a groove. I think, um, you know, him playing with the starting lineup definitely does help because there's more spacing with the starting lineup. Uh, I'm not saying he should start because I think Fred and Kyle are both better than Norm. But obviously Norm has uh, found a bit of a better of a rhythm. I think him playing with Gasol really, really helps because – uh, Mark really is great at getting out of the way. He's great at setting screens. He's great at making those passes. Like once per game, 
Mark will find Norm in one of those curls to the basket. Uh, you know, high low pass, Norm curls uh, off the screen and uh, finishes the layup. Like it literally happens once per game. I don't even have to describe it anymore. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and yeah, you know, I think those two help each other. I think Mark helps Norm space the floor. Uh, and it's, you know, Norm is just playing great. I like the rhythm he's in. I like the confidence that he's in. Hopefully he stops uh, messing around with Rondé Hollis Jefferson. But, you know, all in all, is a, a feel-good night. Chris Boucher, shout-out to him, too. 14 points, 11 rebounds, as I mentioned earlier. So uh, before I get to three stars, I want to mention the KFC bucket of the game. And I like this play, not necessarily just as a play design, but I like this play in the sense that I appreciate what Nick Nurse did as a coach, in the sense that there were 17 seconds left. The Raptors were up nine. It was at the end of the third quarter, heading into the fourth. Nick, instead of just settling has the awareness to make a quick sub, get Ronda Hollis Jefferson out of the game, uh, get Matt Thomas into the game. And at this point, Matt Thomas hadn't played. Terrence Davis has been playing so well, uh, you know, that his eight-man rotation of Terrence Davis, Ronda Hollis Jefferson, Chris Boucher off the bench along with the five starters was working great. So there was no real need to play Matt Thomas. But he brings in Thomas for the last 17 seconds just for that one single possession. And he calls a play. It's a screen-to-screener action where... Boucher comes up to set the first screen for Fred, who's running the action up top. And then after Boucher rolls, after setting that screen, uh, Matt Thomas comes and sets a back pick for Boucher, who then rolls to the basket. And then Thomas then runs out to the three-point line and spaces the floor. Um, but the reason, you know, the reason why this play works really is because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of confusion. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's basically called the Spain pick and roll. Um, because actually, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sergio Scariolo was one of the first to uh, popularize the play as he ran it for Team Spain. Um, you know, in the uh, you know in the uh, in the international scene. But regardless, it's a screen to screener. Um, there's a lot of confusion. The defense needs to be able to pick up on it and communicate and switch, uh, or at least sort of keep everyone together. And this time, the Magic was sort of caught off guard. Um, Thomas sets a great screen on, I believe, Al Minu, who was covering Boucher. And Boucher is able to roll free to the rim. Fred th- recognizes it, throws a lob pass over about four guys, straight to Boucher. Obviously, the long arms makes it a great target. And then Boucher finishes a layup under the basket with like two seconds left to put the Raptors up 11, heading into uh, the fourth quarter where the Raptors obviously close it out. And I-, I just like that play because, again, if you're a coach, your job is to create these little advantages for your team to make heads up sub. A lot of teams, a lot of coaches will be like, oh, I got to stop, whatever, just finish out the quarter, run out the clock, isolation, you know, whatever, you know, give me a Lou Williams ISO, you know what I mean? Uh, stuff like that. And Nick, not only did he have the presence of mind to put Matt Thomas in the game, but he called for the the hammer, uh, the, not the hammer play, but the, uh, the, the, the Spain pick and roll there, screen to screener, and um, it worked out great. So that's your KFC bucket of the game. Shout out Nick Nurse, who I, I believe he's, Done a great job with the team this year. I mean, you look at the results, man. The Raptors tonight, 52% shooting from the field. Excellent in the paint against a team that's great at denying the paint. Uh, and also the Magic, offensively, couldn't get anything going. 38% shooting from the field. And uh, the Raptors were just able to dominate them. And really, like, the Magic got a lot more free throws. You know, the, the, the foul calls definitely, um, the way the, the, the game was officiated definitely helped uh, the Magic a little bit. But nevertheless, man, the Raptors played great. Nick Nurse, great coaching job once again. And, um... Yeah, yeah, great win. So in terms of your three stars, first star, I'm giving that to Fred VanVleet, 24.7 assists, two steals uh, in 35 minutes, 10 of 19 shooting from the field, 
one of five from deep. I uh, loved Fred's leadership. I love the way he played both ends of the floor. Fred is, I can't say enough good things about Fred Van Vliet. Second star, I'm going to that to Terrence Davis. Van Vliet's understudy. Uh, TD gives you 19 points, eight rebounds, five assists off the bench on seven of 10 shooting from the field, three of five from deep, two of two from the free throw line. And then the third star, there's a couple ways you can go with this. You know, Pascal got a claim. Norm got a claim. You know, even Rondé, I thought he was pretty good. But uh, I'm going to give it to Chris Boucher, man. The hustle has been wild, man. It's nice to see the Raptors get offensive rebounds. Really, it's just been Rondé and Chris Boucher who get on the offensive glass. You know, occasionally Pascal would sneak in for one or, like, you know, the ball would roll to, like, OG or fall in Norm's hands or fall in Mark's hands. But for the most part, the Raptors don't prioritize offensive rebounding. But the bench, when the bench comes in and delivers the energy, man, leading with obviously guys like Rondé and Chris Boucher, those guys get on the offensive glass, and all of a sudden it creates so much pressure on the defense because you're just having to box out these guys that just come in and play wild and have so much energy and so much arms and uh, so much uh, athleticism. And, and Boucher today, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 6 of those offensive, 5 of 10 from the field in 20 minutes, plus 22. So shout out Chris Boucher, winning the battle of Montreal against Ken Birch, who had a you know a pretty nice game, 12 points, 4 rebounds. I look forward to seeing both Boucher and Birch out in Victoria for the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament uh, next summer in July, or sorry, in June. But uh, yeah, those are your three stars. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, you know, you can give it to Evan Fournier, I guess, 21 points in 28 minutes. You know, I don't know, man. Fournier just gives you empty points every time, but, you know, um, eh, you know, I mean, at least you could score. Like, without those 21 points, the Magic, you know, they'd be in the 70s. So, uh, good on Evan Fournier, man. And then, um, yeah, that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, the next game, the Raptors will be playing uh, the Atlanta Hawks on the road on Saturday night. I'll be at a wedding, so um, I won't be here to cover the podcast. But Vivek will be here to take care of your uh, Raptors over everything reaction podcast needs and um yeah you know so uh big shouts to big v uh me and him actually did a podcast earlier today um that you can check out where we looked at 12 surprising stats and and sort of uh looked at whether those numbers were sustainable or whether that's sort of a mirage and so that's a good podcast i think you should definitely listen to that we have definitely did our research and sort of went into depth with some surprising stats you know what i mean so uh, look out for that. If you haven't listened to that already, that's uh, that was posted on, this, on the Raptors Over Everything podcast feed around 5 o'clock today. But uh, yeah, the Raptors now, what are they? What, 10 and 4? Man, it's a nice feeling, man. It's a nice feeling. They're 6-0 at home as well. Uh, just, you know, it's a great time to be a Raptor fan. I've been saying that for like six years now or like seven years now. But seriously, we are truly blessed to be in a golden age of Raptor basketball. And um yeah, so I'll talk to you next week on Monday after the Raptors play Philly. Uh, v will be here. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here to recap the Hawks game. So thanks everyone for listening. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the uh, Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. Uh, the podcasts are going up there after every game. And they're, they're doing pretty well. They're doing pretty well. So thanks everyone who's watching on YouTube. Uh, and uh, yeah, talk to you guys next week. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.